What's up guys, thank you for joining me. My name is Tom and I wanna to welcome you to my channel. In the description below is a link to my website, tomlahue.com, where you can book Enneagram coaching appointments or relationship coaching appointments based on the Enneagram, of course, and uh, information about the certificate classes I offer on Enneagram and Enneagram coaching, and also a link to my events. If you wanna invite me out to come talk to your team, I'd love to come meet your people and train them in the Enneagram so that they can interact more positively in this world with each other and be more productive. Okay, so I just wanted to take a second and make a video about uh, the Enneagram. Um, you know, kind of like touch base with you guys. I've been doing this channel now for over a couple of years now, and I've been just amazed at the wonderful people that God has brought into my life through this tool uh, to be able to offer encouragement and help to people. And I've done maybe, I don't know, thousands of appointments with people. And it's been fantastic as I hear your stories. And, you know, I've read tons of books um, and I've learned all the information that way. And then to be able to digest that and be able to, to share that on YouTube and then to be able to connect with people and do coaching appointments and learn by, you know, when you talk to a nine and then you talk to another nine you talk to another nine and you have all these conversations with with all these types you really start to get into the heads of those people and listen to their stories and and ask questions and it's just been phenomenal uh, way to grow personally but you know I want to talk to you about some of the things that bother me about the Enneagram okay and first off is it bothers me when people um, when they when they say things like the Enneagram just puts people in boxes and you just put people in boxes and it frustrates me because I guess we do that sometimes. I mean, we all probably do that. Uh, we think, oh, that person's a four. Okay. Well, I know everything I need to know about them. Oh, that person's a five. I know everything I need to know about them. And so I know we do that, but really when you actually like study the Enneagram, when you like read into it and learn about it and think about it and reflect on it and have conversations with people, which by the way, I would encourage you find some people that you can talk to about the Enneagram, people that will, that are already excited about it or are willing to learn about it. You need a group of people around you that you can digest this information with. Preferably it'd be great if it was your family, but I know not everybody's open to it. Some people just get irritated when you talk about it. But it bothers me when people say, oh, you're just putting people into boxes because really understanding the Enneagram is about seeing the box you're already in. You're already in a box. I mean, seriously, just go on YouTube. You're already on it and just look up a review of something. And nine times out of 10, you're going to find a seven telling you, oh, this is the greatest product in the world. I love it. It's changed my life, man. You should be a glutton like me and buy this thing. Right? I mean, you're already in a box. Some of my favorite reviewers on YouTube are sevens. They don't know they are, of course, because they don't know the Enneagram, but it's like you're almost like playing a character. You don't even know you're playing a character. It's predictable what you're going to do, what you're going to say, what's important to you. It's so predictable. And you're already in a box. You're already living like this script. And once you see the script, it starts to deconstruct your personality and you go, really? I'm wired a, a, a way that other people aren't wired. And when you see how you're wired, you see the software you're running, you can never forget that. It changes you from the inside out. You realize like 
you know, I don't want to push you into pessimism, but you kind of say, I'm just kind of like on autopilot. I've been on autopilot. I've just been like predictable doing the things that sevens do. Worried about the things that sevens worry about, doing the things that sevens do. And I didn't realize like how programmed I am and how zoned out I am to real life because I've been running this matrix life, you know. And so it frustrates me when people kind of blow you off and they're like, oh, they need ram, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can help you. I can help you. And if you've been a student of the Enneagram for any time, you got to know what I'm talking about, where you feel like I could help you people. You're so trapped. You're so stuck. You're so stuck in your personality type. Like you're making yourself miserable constantly. You're living in this frustrated, angry, irritated, miserable place or hurt or despair or just like overdriven, focused on all these goals and accomplishing everything to prove what? To prove what? And I think so many times when I'm interacting with people, like with much knowledge comes much pain. That's what Solomon said. And when you know about the Enneagram and you see people stuck in their personalities, just like scripted out, their life is already scripted out. You can already kind of predict where it's going to go. You feel like, man, I could help you if I could have a conversation with you. But then when I say, hey, have you ever heard about the Enneagram? You go, oh, I don't like that Enneagram thing. It just puts people in boxes. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you're going to stay in the box you're in. And that frustrates me. And then sometimes it frustrates me when people are like, oh, yeah, you're the Enneagram guy. You're the Enneagram guy. And I'm like, well, I'm a lot more than that. I mean, I also am a family guy. I'm also, I'm a Jesus guy. I'm also, you know, I'm a lot of other things. But it's kind of like people kind of perceive you as that one thing. And then maybe they kind of, whatever. I'm having my little four moment right there. My, I'm an ENFP and I'm almost a little bit of an INFP right there where you don't know me. You don't know me. Well, whatever. What else bothers me about this? Hmm. I love it. I really do. I love it. I, you can't get away from it. I'm watching television. I think that guy's probably a three. That guy's probably a two. You're not supposed to type people, Dr. Tom. You can't help it. I mean, you can't help it. You can say you're not supposed to type people and you can read it in the books. Don't type people. And I think what I take from that is like, I'm not going to force somebody like, I know you're a nine. You think you're a five, but I know you're a nine. So say it. Say you're a nine. I don't do that. I might in my head think, I think this person's a nine. I might tell them, I might say, hey, have you ever looked into nine? Like a lot of the things you're saying sound very nine-like. They don't sound very five-like. Sounds very nine-like. No, Dr. Tom, I know I'm a five. I'm like, okay. And I'll be done right there. I won't push them any further. I'll think to myself, I'm pretty convinced you're a nine. And I'm going to keep talking to you. I'm probably going to talk to you as though you were a nine. But I'm not going to tell you, you're not. You don't know yourself. I know you better than you. So yeah, don't type people like that. I agree, don't do that. But I don't know how you can like watch Danny DeVito in a TV show and not think he's an eight. Like, has he ever said he's an eight? No. He hasn't typed himself. It's not fair to type Danny DeVito or Joe Pesci as an eight. I'm like, come on, Queen Latifah? What's that other lady that's not really a lady? Tyler Perry? Medea, come on, they're eights. And you look at that and you're like, you can get such an education on eightness, or at least like the stereotype of eightness, or on all the types. You know what I mean? You just, 
As you get more familiar with them, you're going to see these types everywhere. And as you see these types everywhere on television and family at work, you're always learning about the Enneagram because you're always learning about people. And people help you understand what the Enneagram is all about. You're like, if you spend every day with a five at work, you're learning about fives, whether you know it or not. You're learning about fives. So I don't think you can help but do that. What else do I want to say? I don't know. Well, I think one of the things that happens is I'm a counter seven. I'm a social seven. I think one of the things that happens sometimes is I'll think to myself, oh, I want to do this thing. Oh, I want to buy this thing. Oh, I want to get this, you know, the typical seven, like the anxiety of sitting still and being silent. And I'll think, I want to do this thing. And then I'll think to myself, nope, nope, nope. Now, Tom, you know the Enneagram. You're just a seven right now, feeling compelled to go get something you don't have, to go rev your mind up on things you want to, because you don't want to be bored. And so, no, you should be bigger than this. You need to let the impulse and the compulsion go. Observe yourself as a seven, feeling seven things, and let this impulse go and come back to the present life. And all of that. I mean, I, I say all this stuff, and I agree with all this, but sometimes I find myself like... I got to remember, like, hey, Tom, at the end of the day, like, be a seven. Like, be a healthy seven. Don't don't apologize for being a seven. Don't don't apologize that you're not a three or a one or an eight or something else you think might be better than that. And don't always tell every impulse no. Sometimes people like being around a seven, and sevens can bring hope and happiness and you know a more relaxed way of looking at life. And it's like sometimes you got to remember, Tom, you're a seven. Be a seven. Be a healthy seven. And Sometimes it's good to follow the impulses. Sometimes it's good. It's productive. It's useful. People appreciate it. Not always. Maturity is like knowing the difference. Maturity is like knowing now is not a good time to say that seven thing out loud. After all, this is a funeral and we're supposed to be respectful. So even though I'm thinking it, see, I'm feeling this anxiety of being in this uncomfortable funeral home. And so somebody should make a joke about the way dad's makeup looks because yikes you know usually he wore brighter red lipstick than that i mean it's not appropriate so i need to i need to slow down and say okay and i, I was talking to a three a while back who said a very similar thing he's like what's the point of all of this and so he once he saw his threeness exposed it's kind of like he gave up on being a three. And so what did he do? He looked like a nine. He just kind of figured, like, what's the point of all of this? If, if all this drivenness I have is just my Enneagram type, then I'm not going to be driven anymore. I'm just going to sit on the bench. And, of course, he was miserable because he's a three. He's miserable because he's compelled, but he sees the falseness of it all. And so now he's like, I've seen behind the curtain, and I know this is just a bunch of impulses that are driving me to be successful and to be a doer and to be a performer and I'm pushing against all of that now and I'm questioning all of it. And I had to remind him, I'm like, you know, you are a three and these impulses aren't going to go away. It's just not letting them control you, like evaluating them better and saying, you know, now is one of those times it is good to set a goal and accomplish and push and succeed and win and try your hardest. But I don't need to do that about everything. I don't need to turn everything into some kind of contest. 
Like what happens to your marriage when you think of a marriage like that or or parenting? It could be very counterproductive. And so, you know, keep in mind that like as a three, for example, join the team, move to six, look like a six, you know, join the team and inspire the rest of us with your three worldview, inspire the rest of us to, to incorporate more threeness ourselves. And as a seven, quit chasing happiness and bring happiness to the rest of us. If you're an eight, instead of always focused on who's in control and who's trying to control me and do they have the right to tell me what to do, instead of focusing on your own power, empower others. Nines, instead of focusing on your own peace and comfort, bring peace and harmony and comfort into this world. And when you can realize that the thing that you're searching after so desperately and pushing for and trying to achieve or withdrawing from the world to retain, that thing that you're trying so desperately to get that when you're healthy, you bring it to the world, you bring that to everybody else, then make no apologies for being a five. Make no apologies for being a four. Make an apology for being an unhealthy three or an unhealthy four or an unhealthy seven. Learn what it means to become more healthy and balanced because every type is great when they're balanced and every type is difficult, difficult to be around. Oh, difficult to be around. Do you know that you can be difficult to be around? As nice a person as you think you are on the inside, when we try to relate to you sometimes on the outside, you're hard to get along with. You just are and your impulses drive all of that it makes it challenging. So focus on being a balanced person. You say, well, what's a balanced person? Okay. Think about your wings. You have two of them. One of them you lean into a lot easier than the other. So learn about the other and say, okay, if I'm a seven wing six, you know, what would it, what would it mean to be a little more eight like? What are some times when I should be a little more eight-like? Am I afraid to be the boss? Am I afraid to be in charge? Am I afraid of stepping into my own power? Am I afraid of owning my voice? What would, would my life be better if I could do that a little bit more? So whatever your less dominant wing is, what would it feel like if you could push into that a little more easily? That's one way to think about balance. And I think another good way to think about balance in terms of the Enneagram is now that you know what your compulsions are, when you see them all line up, you go, well, how would I know what my compulsions are? Read a book! Get a book and read a book and it will tell you what your impulses, blind spots, compulsions, all that kind of stuff are. Once you see what those are, we need to start to observe ourselves in them and realize many times they work for us and make us productive and easy to get along with and to excel at life. But then there's always going to be a few times, 20% of the time, 30% of the time, 10% of the time when our impulses really aren't moving us toward our stated goals for our life. Realizing that and knowing when, okay, now is not a good time even though it seems funny to me as a seven, now isn't it, I'm going to get expelled. I, my goal is not to get expelled. So I need to be careful and push back on my impulse because now it's not going to be appreciated. And having that maturity to know I should go with the impulse because it's going to move me toward the goal or I need to push back on the impulse. And even though it feels very real, 
at the end of the day, I'm just a seven feeling seven stuff. I'm a four feeling four stuff. I'm an, a two feeling two stuff. And if I can realize that, maybe those beliefs and those opinions and those feelings and those desires and those compulsions, maybe they don't need to control my life so much. And I could push away from the personality just a little bit, just push away just a little bit and realize like, at the end of the day, I'm not just a seven. I'm a person that's running a seven software that isn't always going to move me toward what I really want in life. And maybe there are other options out there of how I could think or behave or act right now that would move me toward my goals much more successfully. Because at the end of the day, what do I want? A healthy, balanced life, to be in healthy, balanced relationships, to know myself, to love myself, to love others, and to uh, develop spiritually, to develop in a community. And sometimes seven is a good voice to listen to. The roommate in your head sometimes is a good voice to listen to. But sometimes I need to tell the seven, okay, you need to be done. Um, Give me a break. I need some silence right now. I need to withdraw right now or whatever. Okay, just some thoughts that were going through my mind. I thought I would take some, take a minute and share. But yes, I still love the Enneagram. Yes, I still think about it every day. Yes, I still use it, you know, in my interactions with people. I still teach it. I believe in it. And the, the longer I sit with it, the more obvious and more true I see it around me all the time. And I think you'll have the similar experience if you haven't already as you learn to see how your personality is constructed, deconstructed, and then ask yourself, what could we reconstruct? What could we reconstruct? All right, guys, thank you. And as always, be present to life. I really appreciate you all. And thank you for your love and your support. Take care and God bless. Bye.